I'm the first chemo patient. <laughs> Shit whack. You ever wanted to boop fuck anyone? Oh, God. Life gives you lemons. Break your ass. <laughs> Tonight we have Mike Kilburn joining us on the podcast. Mike, how are you? I'm all right. How y'all doing? Doing great. We're good. Pretty We're good. good. Everyone sounds tired. No, I'm wide awake, man. No, I think... Jeremy just woke up. No, I've been up since 11. <laughs> 11 p.m.? <laughs> no, I was streaming earlier. He's been wide awake for an hour and a half. He's been wide awake for days. I, I streamed from like 8.30 to a little over 11. In the morning? No. Oh, I was going to say that's a In the crazy morning. Ass time slot. Do no, you I don't know what the morning is. What's a what is this a morning yeah, you speak of? I don't go to bed till late in the morning anyway. So, so, Mike, what's up? What you been up to? Uh, you know, <laughs> I don't do much, man. I literally just work and waste my life playing. Video games or Listen, out with you. playing video games is not a waste of life. It's not a waste. It's not a waste. I don't know, man. I like, I, like I like how he edited. I like how he edited hanging out with Jesse as part of wasting his life. Come on. I mean, that would be uh... what? Uh, okay, well, since you've been wasting your life playing video games, what's what do you? What's the newest thing you played? Uh, I actually wouldn't even call it new. It's actually been out for a while, but I, I have such an insane backlog that I just finally got around to playing it. Uh, you ever hear of a game called Katana Zero? No. Okay. Uh, 2D, kind of like a, not quite a Metroidvania, it's more of an action, uh, side-scrolling, pixel-related game. It's an amazing soundtrack. What is this called? Katana Zero. Katana Zero. You play as a, uh, not even a samurai, your guy literally is a dude in a bathrobe. Okay. And a uh, samurai sword, and uh, you have this ability to slow down time. You know, Max Payton pretty much invented the bullet time thing. It's pretty dope. Yeah. Cool game. I was going to be super pissed off at it, though. Is it difficult? It's uh, a tough question. <laughs> Not if you're decent, but it, I, I, it took me a while to get used to the boring curve on it. So it's not like a Dark Souls? No. Okay. Cause, uh, Fuck that game. Flashback to Dark Souls. We can remember what that was like, me playing that. Yeah, we always Fuck had that play game. you're the only one that didn't uh, or wasn't familiar with it. Jeremy, Jeremy, have you ever played Dark Souls? I tried to play it. I tried to play the first level. <laughs> tried. Keyword, tried. And I almost broke my controller because I kept dying, so I fucked that game. I'm never trying to play it again. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's a lot of people's reaction. I 
myself, even I, I love all the Souls games, and even I, multiple times, was like, I'm never playing this shit again. But you persevere, and uh, I fell in love with it. Uh, are you, you, I would consider you to be a content creator, right? That's generous, but sure. It is generous, but that's okay. It's okay. Uh, you also write music. So for those that don't know, Mike and I were in a band. Oh, we, yeah. we were so big, you never I, heard of us. What was the band that. name? Uh, Not, no one needs to know about that. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Uh, it was called uh, Creed. No, uh, we were in, <laughs> we were in a band called Quarterback. No, we were in a band uh, <laughs> for a while, and uh, Mike played the drums. Yeah. And, yeah, very good at the drums. No, no. He's very good at the drums. <laughs> now, with drumming, I, I literally never, I never had a lesson, so I missed a lot of fundamental things like I, I am absolute trash with my left foot but um most of my most of me getting used to playing the drums came from playing rock band to be honest that's okay i can't even play the drums on rock band that's how bad i am i can't play any instruments so not even the skin flute only yours oh jesus all right this podcast is and uh, roll credits. <laughs> uh, but no, anywho, uh, yeah, Mike and I had a band. Uh, what was I getting at? We had a band. Flexing our band time. Yeah, just flexing that band. Yeah, just giving us some airtime for our band that doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> oh, but no, uh, you've even before then, you always made music. Uh, it was more like, what would you consider, like ambient music or like soundtrack? I don't it even know how to... came to my stupid head. It, it was never good. It was just I always had a fun time doing it. Nah, you had some real bangers. Uh, uh, Corey was always the uh, the real musician. Hey, shout out to Corey. Yeah, Corey, whoever you are. Who was that? You wish he was. He's he's alive, everybody. He's, he's alive. Uh, he's out in California. No, no, he's uh, one-third of our original uh, Big Whoop lineup. Hey, you know what? That's a nice transition. Why don't you go ahead and tell us about Big Whoop? Uh, <laughs> uh, Big Whoop is a stu- a Big Whoop magazine is our dumb little YouTube channel that me, Jesse, and my buddy Corey first uh, came up with, which is mainly just a let's play channel, but it's us being idiots most of the time. Uh, I wouldn't recommend it, by the way, to, if you want to <laughs> take a look at it. I mean, it's out there. I highly recommend Big Whoop Magazine, unless you are my mom. Do not look at Big Whoop Magazine. I hope your mom doesn't listen to this. You will be... Uh, well, funny, you know what? That's a nice little segue real quick. So, I think I told Jake this. My mom was asking me like a few weeks ago, or like a week ago. She's like, you know, what's new? How are things? And I'm like, oh, you know, just keeping busy with this podcast every weekend now and she's like you have a podcast and i was like oh shit <laughs> i was like uh yep i got a podcast she's like oh send me the link and i'm like oh no, no. i'm like uh nope 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 like, nope well i have to do it because she's my mom so i like send her the link and then i just outright just told her i'm like look we swear a lot 
She was like, oh, that's fine. And I'm like, no. A lot. No, it's not. I don't think you understand, Cheryl. <laughs> no, no, Mom. They're really bad words. <laughs> so she she uh, like jokingly, <laughs> yeah, words like damn. But no, she, uh, she made the joke right off the bat, and I got to give it to her. I was kind of proud. She goes, well, you should make... <laughs> You should make one without swearing. It'll still be M-A, and then in parentheses, she goes, mother approved. And I was like, damn. Honestly, we should do that. Like, it'd, be like, pretty good. it'd be like so, a good challenge. Yeah, so actually, the next uh, episode that we put up, it should say M-A, but it should say mother approved. Yeah, well, you did a good job as far as the intro. You didn't swear. Yeah, I just said damn, and that's okay. That's okay. It's, so, it's in the Bible. Well, it's I okay. think I did, so she's going to... Well, you're a heathen. You're a heathen, Mike. <laughs> we can censor you out, Mike. So yeah, for those can, who have... We can We can bleep you. Hey, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> it was going to happen at some point. Bleep that out, pussy. Hey, oh, it, <laughs> there's no one. It wasn't me that dropped the first F F bomb today, so I'm pretty proud of myself. I'm a guest. I get the. Yeah, that was pretty good, Jeremy. That you are not the one to do it this time. Fuck it. I'll have a. I put a little meter in the corner of this episode. It'll be the goddamn swearing meter. <laughs> <laughs> every, every time we swear, it's just another fucking button that's gonna go off. Uh, that's good. Well, no, your mom's gonna tell my mom that I do bad language. Do bad language. Like, he do the he do the bad language. <laughs> All right, you know, so for those of you who don't know, me and Jesse first met at church. Oh yeah, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Literally, yeah, yeah. And we that, met at church. Like that church is no longer around. It burned. Probably. It, oh, it actually is though. Oh God! Shout, <laughs> shout out to uh, Pastor Stanley, the real G. Uh, no, we met like eighteen. 19 years ago. It was a long time. Dude, it was like probably longer than that. Yeah, it was, it was a long time ago we met. We were two dumb little kids, you know, bringing in the sheaves together. No, just two <laughs> dumb kids at church. On fire for Jesus. We're on fire for Jesus. And we just swear along the way. Uh, <laughs> no, we, we started. When did we start, Big Whoop? I think I first create well obviously we had the idea a long time ago we, we have a bunch of old old shitty recordings when we play like i think our first one was like gears of war which never saw the light of day uh rainbow oh, six I, oh, I remember rainbow six those yeah. were all trash and thank god they don't exist online yet um, i don't know if you can find the file it'll be on the b-sides and rarities the b-sides but um no i think i first started the channel in 2015 yeah it's been a while it's just like uploading random gameplay videos of me like playing like Dark Souls 2 and stuff like that. But then I bought a Yeti mic and I'm like, hey, you guys want to play this, this Slenderman game? And I, you, me, and Corey recorded that and that's where it kind of took off. Yeah, we had no idea like what we were doing per se. Like obviously we knew how to plug in a microphone and record and blah, blah, blah. But like... If you were to listen to Slender, what was it, The Arrival? Yeah. Yeah, Slenderman, The Arrival, back in like probably 2016. And then you look at uh, our latest one, which is Visage. It's like complete, (laughs) 
complete 180. We actually know what we're doing now, and we're having fun with it. Kind of know what we're doing. The, uh, as long so, as we're getting spooked, we're fine. So the thing with um, that is that actually our, our Slender one wasn't super bad because we had three of us. It's when we started doing like Wolfenstein and stuff like that, where it was just you. Yeah, a little dry. Or when we did, uh, what was it, like a 17 video? Soma. Of Soma. <laughs> I love that game, but yeah, we were not ready to... Yeah, shout out to Soma being a very good game, just not very good for a full playthrough. <laughs> well, for new people anyway. Yeah, definitely wouldn't want to check that out if that was my first one. Um, what do you think would be, and I'll give you my answer in a second, but in your opinion for the couple years we've been recording playthroughs, because we do single, like, one-offs which are always great because i feel like we pick good games they're also easy because i can edit out all the not funny stuff that is true and i feel like most of our one-offs are always horror games well Uh, they're the fun most fun to play uh but then we have like our long playthroughs but just in but with both what do you think was like our top two for me, it was Outlast 2 will always be my favorite playthrough. And that was like, what, how many videos do you think? Yeah, I think it ended up at 19. 19 videos. Yeah, so it was it was a lengthy game, but it was fun. It was really, really good. And then and it was scary. I remember it scared the shit out of me. Um, And then my second one would be RE7. That one was one of my favorite playthroughs, probably because... Did you play through that one? Yeah, I did RE7. Okay. Oh, yeah, because oh, we discussed this earlier. Uh, because we did Fear before that, and I played through Fear, and that was a long game. A At least it felt, yeah, it felt like a long game. So then when we played RE7, it was kind of like, okay, it's your turn. <laughs> it's your turn to suck a little bit. Um, But RE7 was a really good game. I really liked it from start to finish. I don't think I was bored at all. Same thing with Outlast 2. But what what do you think is your top two? So my top two in, ter- in terms of quality, I would probably yeah, agree with you with Outlast and Resident Evil. But I think one of the ones I had the most fun playing was Dino Crisis 2. Oh, yeah, that was a good one. That being one of my favorite games of all time that I don't even know. Have you guys even ever heard of that? No. I have not, no. Okay. It's a uh, old Capcom game made by the guy that made Resident Evil. Shinji Mikami, and he wanted to do a horror game with dinosaurs. So they ended up... Uh, Dino Crisis 1 wasn't that great. It was almost directly like Resident Evil, but they added like a bunch of like prototype like weird systems into the game and stuff like that. That was really hard, especially for 10-year-old me to understand, like, what, what is a DDK disc? In, like getting the shotgun parts and stuff like that, and I just couldn't. It was a really hard game. To what uh, was it? Uh, the female protagonist was her, was her name Regina. Regina, yeah, yeah. For a for a pixelated female, she was all right. <laughs> back in the day, yeah, it's like a four. Back in the day, yeah, she was a solid uh, PlayStation Four, I'd say. Okay, she wore a big leotard. <laughs> Just for yeah, she did. Game. She had quite the bright, leotard bright going on. She had that like bright red bowl cut hair. But Dino Crisis Two, they tried to make it more of an actiony, actual fun game, and I, I still love the hell out of that game. But yeah, I had a blast playing that with uh, you. Yeah, it was fun. I brought back a lot of memories. 
Um, and a lot of laughs too. So what, what do you think was number, number one for you? Number one. Yeah. Cause you said Dino crisis too. Oh, just, Outlast. Oh, Outlast is number one. Okay. Well, that's good. Outlast yeah. We agree on it. Yeah. Outlast too. Like if I could ever, man, cause it's so bad. Like offensive wise. I mean like that game is so bad. <laughs> Like, uh, yeah, it gets pretty messed up. So the premise of Outlast 2 is that there is this guy and his, is it his girlfriend or his wife? wife. His wife are basically in like this countryside. I don't know exactly where I'm just going to say Pennsylvania, but, uh, or Arizona. So they're in Arizona together. They get separated. Uh, it was on a crash, right? They crashed. Right. Well, some weird. Remember that big dumb pulse comes out of the sky and knocks the helicopter down. Yeah, they're they're in a helicopter together. Something happens to the helicopter. Something crazy, and you wake up. Your wife's not there. Well, in this rural community up in the mountains, in Arizona, there's this cult, and they worship this deity called Noth. Right. Well, no, he's like their main preacher man. <laughs> Okay, so he's like the leader of the cult. His name's Noth, and they have like this book of Noth that they follow, that they read by, and you read these texts throughout the game, and it is the most disgusting, hilarious, <laughs> and also hilarious because of how gross it is. Uh, just these texts, and just some of the scenes. Like I have never laughed so hard in my life with some of the disgusting scenes that are that is in that game. It's like. From the beginning to the end, that game is extremely grotesque. It's just over, it's over the top. That's extremely over the top. It's like if Tarantino was asked to take it up a notch and just involve religion in in his next, you know, script. It was absolutely disgusting. But it dear was Lord, powerful. What? This is a dear Lord. Oh, dude, it was bad. I think one line of dialogue we kind of lost our minds at was some lady saying, I watched my father fuck your god. <laughs> we might bleep that out. Oh, sorry. Sorry, Cheryl. No, no, we won't. Oh, man, you're going to give my mom a heart attack. <laughs> nah, she'll be okay. Just don't tell her this. We're, we're going to have one less subscriber. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'll, I'll ask too. I've uh, there's been people like people at work or friends outside of work. They'll like find out that you and I have a YouTube page, Big Whoop Magazine, and they're always like, "Oh, well, what do you guys do?" We're like, "Oh, well, we do like playthroughs of horror games mostly." They'll be like, "Oh, which one should I check out?" I always tell them to check out Outlast Two, just because that's that's my absolute favorite one. So. Like, I'm soon maybe replacing it with Visage. I'm really enjoying that game. Yeah, so why don't you talk a little bit about Visage, the background that we have with Visage, uh, that little Easter egg in Visage, which is kind of actually cool. It's, it's really not. It's really cool. Uh, and then uh, give us the premise of Visage. God, the whole history. So I can literally hear Jake already rolling his eyes and <laughs> Yeah, I think Jake Jake started snoring a few minutes ago. No, no, I'm still here. You continue. I like, you know, you're you're uh, very enthusiastic about it. That's all that matters. 
Sure, yeah, I could be spotting out all the bullshit I want so long as I smell like I'm enjoying But, um, so Visage is made pretty much a game that was on Kickstarter that um, I heard about through a actual another Let's Play channel. They're not around anymore. They're called Best Friends Play. Man, shout out to Best Friends Play. That was one of the greatest playthrough channels on YouTube. Yeah, but uh, I heard about it from them, <clears throat> and I checked it out since me and you know Jesse like horror games a lot. And it's mainly it's super inspired by uh, an old older game, well, not old, but uh, an older game called um, PT, which was another horror game that was made by uh, Hideo Kojima from you know the Metal Gear series. And um, Guillermo del Toro, another like brilliant mind in horror, and like I think he made Pacific Rim, mm-hmm. like Pan's Labyrinth and stuff like that. Yeah, he made he made a lot of cool shit. And that game never actually came out; it got canceled by Konami. And that game alone—it's not even a full game. It literally stands for a playable teaser, and it's literally just like a hallway. And that little tiny project inspired an entire generation of horror games. And Visage being one of them that follows really closely to that formula. So, uh, yeah, I definitely wanted that project to go, so I donated a bit to it. What? Stand by one second. Yeah, I just edited that out, Jake. Sorry. Brought to you by the good folks at White Claw. I wish it was a White Claw. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, PT, for, for people that don't understand, like, because he said or you said uh, it spawned like this new generation of games, which was true. PT is technically what we, what you could consider like a walking simulator, kind of like Outlast, except PT didn't have any objects, right, that you could pick up? Uh, like any usable not, items? Not like in like a, a physics-based sense. Like you could pick up like, you know, your flashlight and okay. interact with stuff. I would more closely consider it a puzzle game. Okay. Puzzle horror. So... PT was cool because it was in an apartment, right? It was a house, but it was just like literally one hallway in that okay. house. And it would like procedurally generate differently when you would walk through the door at the end of the hallway. And like things would start happening and it kept getting creepier and creepier and you would see like apparitions of shit, like all kinds of stuff. It was a really, really good game. Did horror and then, change. yes, it did horror in a different way that no one had really seen too much. I mean, obviously, you had like <clears throat> Outlast, you have Amnesia, which are like Amnesia, great series of games. But this was, they're hard. But uh, I could talk to you about Amnesia. Man, I think one of them's good. Tony, give me Jeremy. You ever played Amnesia? I don't play horror games. Man, oh, you don't. Well then, you definitely have to check out. Why Big not? Work. Yeah, are you a are you a pussy? No, I'm a pussy pup. Remember? Oh yeah, you're a puss pup. Sorry. No, I I mean I I've tried horror games. It's just not my niche. I guess I could say. That's fair enough. That's a good assessment. I'm a I'm hey, a uh, Jesse. I mainly play first person shooters and sport games. What'd you say, Jake? I don't mean to go off topic too much because I'm sure we're gonna do that later in this episode. Um, but with Mike sitting right there, 
do you guys really expect Jeremy to play horror games? Do you need a flashback of when we drove him into the middle of the woods and he didn't blink oh, for yeah, like three hours? Yeah, I feel hours? really dumb that I was actually like, you don't play horror games? Well, okay, there's a difference between sitting exactly. on the and buttons than out in the woods where the bears are. Down. I don't know, man. Jeremy's the kind of guy that looks over his shoulder while he's in his basement. Well, I mean, <laughs> look, I mean, look behind him right now. That's kind of... Jeremy, what is that? But no, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, that big green face. Yeah, what's that big dude with that big dick standing behind? Oh, that's that's Horatio. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's Felatio. What'd you say? Yes. I'm gonna uh, put Reskin on your shoulder while you're trying to record. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, tell him to put that rope away. All right. So back to Visage. So we started playing. We've been playing Visage for. Two sessions, yeah, right? about, about three, uh, three and a half hours worth of uh, video, but about two recording sessions. So, you had donated to the Kickstarter, not even a lot of money, it was a pretty small thing at the time, but it ended up taking off pretty good. Yeah, Kickstarter took off like completely, and they made do we know how much they made? Do you know? No, I was literally the Kickstarter succeeded back in like 2014 2015 okay well they made enough because they ended up releasing visage around two or three weeks ago finally as a full game it was actually on early access uh, about a year or two ago and uh they did it right so they took people's money and they definitely made a worthwhile horror game that is obviously inspired by uh pt right like right off the bat it has this pt feel Kickstarter is um, also really hit or miss. Yeah, because there's a lot of bad games. <laughs> or not even that. There's a lot of just bullshit on there. Here, like one of my favorites was some lady was writing a book, and uh, she ended up keeping the money and telling all the people that paid for it, "Sorry, the son told me not to write this book." <laughs> and you can verify that and look it up. It's hilarious. But I mean, the, the, other, the other thing with Kickstarter too is. I mean, it could be like a really good game on there, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, we're not doing it anymore. Yeah. Shit, there's all kinds of developers that have done that. Mm-hmm. Look at uh, Mighty Number no. Nine as a big example. There was a f- there was one I was I remember talking about with my buddies the other day, and it was supposed to be hyped. To, oh, it's um this new I guess it's like a Viking simulator type game, or a Viking like a Viking um battle royale I guess, and it looks nothing like it was supposed to. God, highway robbery. That's such a shame. I mean, I've never donated to a Kickstarter because I'm I would love to if I was guaranteed something, you know. With all that, it's just too wishy-washy for me. Mm. Uh, that's something I'm like super interested in. I'll give it a shot. I don't, I don't donate like some people go insane donate like thousands of dollars, which nah. Uh I don't know, 20, 30 bucks. I think it's the most I've ever put into a game. So what was the, uh, besides getting a really badass game, because we're, I know you and I both are really enjoying. Oh, yeah, game. it's a phenomenal game with the shittiest inventory system I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah, that's the only thing that I wish was different. That's my only complaint. And think, I'm not I'm not even the one playing it. Mike is playing it I right think now. But... 10% of our playthrough is me fumbling around, dropping pill bottles and lighters <laughs> on the ground. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, well... The only like thing that I have is that oh god yeah I mean it's that inv- the inventory thing does suck 
it's kind of like, okay, I wish that was a little bit different, but uh, really, really good game so far. The, I feel like the, the the way that they incorporate the scare factor into the game is really good. Uh, I mean, because a lot of games use like the jump scares, like, you know, you open up a door and boom, there's someone right there. Which they do that they, funny. They use that, but they also use other things that you're not expecting. You know, like you're passing a hallway and you see this extreme. Oh, my God, the garage. Okay, so the garage where there there's this parked car in this garage. This car alarm's going off and Mike's walking around and I look at I look at you and I go or I look you know, we're sitting next to each other and I'm like, I looked into his eyes and I told him how I felt and I felt that that car alarm needed to be shut off. Uh, but no, so I tell you, I go, hey, go shut off that car alarm. I'm paraphrasing, obviously. And so he like sits in the car, <laughs> gets out of the car. When he gets out of the car, we start walking around and we realize that there's this massive. I don't even know if it was a what was it? A, it was just some big naked guy standing in the corner of the. Uh, but like his his back was facing us and he was like facing a locker or something. And they're doing that weird like ghost like head twitch thing just looking at the corner. Yeah. And he's he's got like, you know, bobblehead 3000 going on and it scared the absolute crap out of us. Well, because we just in, weren't expecting it. He was in a spot where you had to walk directly next to him to get out of the room. Yeah. But they, yeah, they, they incorporate those scares, like the that ominous stuff, where it's just like, "Hey, look over there," and it's like, "Oh, gee," you know, like the. Uh, I think my favorite scare so far is also in the garage when you hear this lady laughing, and you look upstairs in the garage attic, uh, up the stairs, and there's this female like demon looking ghost character at the top of the stairs and her head's going all crazy. Well, then you start walking up the stairs and her laugh gets super loud. And then the light bulb breaks and then it's pitch black. That scared the shit out of me. <laughs> Cause that, that was good. That was a good use of audio visual and like the unknown. Nobody wants to be in a room that's already creepy. And then the lights go out like nobody wants that. So, Super good game. What was the thing that they kind of gave back to people for donating to the Kickstarter? Kickstarter? Kick, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I'm rolling my tongue here. You can't slip shit past me. Yeah, I can't. Dude, I don't even know how to talk. I'm so scared. What, uh, what was the one little bonus that they gave people who donated to the Kickstarter? So the... um. For most Kickstarter campaigns, they have these things called stretch goals, in which the more you pay, the more cool stuff you get. Uh, all like the basic ones are usually like you pay this amount for just you know just to pay it, just usually like a dollar or five dollars. And you get up higher, which the one I got was um, you get the game plus uh, you get your name and like the credits or whatever. Which I mean, it's the credits in an indie game. So um, it's not like it's like some... Plus, no one reads the credits anyway. I don't know why I'm putting the credits on last, but... <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so you get that. You get... Uh, most games will come with like the soundtrack or like an art book. They did a few really cool ones in which you could literally make... Like, you become like one of the ghosts and stuff like that. That's pretty dope. Mm -hmm. But that you're talking... 
five thousand dollar stretch goal, which I don't think most people can afford that. No. So every ghost you see in the game is some rich asshole. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Dude, some rich asshole. Like, thanks a lot, guys. Old bitch. <laughs> rich bitch. Uh, we aren't. So we also were playing. We were in the middle of Resident Evil 2, the remake, which I'm playing through. Uh, so just for those curious, when Big Whoop plays a game, we switch like who like so we we are uh, we'll alternate who plays. So like I'll do I'm doing Resident Evil two when we are recording that, and then Mike's doing Visage, and then the next game we pick it'll probably be me, and then we just keep flipping back and forth until we die. Until we die. Um, yeah, Visage is fun. I'm excited. We'll be recording again. This upcoming Monday um, should be uploaded to our YouTube. So I got to get back to editing. I've I've been kind of slacking. I have about fifteen Resident Evil Two episodes sitting on my hard drive. I haven't uploaded yet. So content's on the way. All three people that are interested, you, me, and like one other person. Yeah, but those three people have been following since like 2016. So huge thank you to them. You bastards. I got to take the time real quick to share a personal story about Mike that he doesn't even know. So this, this oh, is going to be interesting. Shit. Yeah, you better hit that record button. Well, as everybody knows, when, uh, I mean, the three of us, the four of us that are here right now know, uh, we all worked together at one point. And uh, when I started that job, I was only 18. So I was very impressionable. Barely legal. Whoa. So going into that, I didn't know anybody, obviously, because that was, well, even when I started there, Jesse was gone at that point still. Jeremy hadn't even started. Mike was still there, but uh, I never will forget the first time I saw him. And knowing him now, I thought he was like the angriest, most pissed off person (laughs) that ever lived. And now knowing him, I feel bad because I was totally wrong. That's hilarious. (laughs) That's really funny. Hey, Jeremy. Yeah. Oh, since you're back. Um, Hey, what was your first impression of Mike when you met him? I don't even know. I mean... Don't fuck this up, Jeremy. (laughs) (laughs) No, he he seemed really cool, like, just down-to-earth dude. and He was a kind of a tech guy like me, so I got along with him pretty well. You weren't afraid of them? No. Oh, I was afraid of them. That's hilarious that someone's afraid and I didn't even know it. It's just so intimidating just sitting there going, hey, how are you? (laughs) (laughs) Guy's a monster. I've never heard that one before. Somebody thought I was like some angry, like, dude. Most people think I'm like almost 40 years old for some reason. (laughs) Jesus. Like, there's been multiple times where people, like, I remember my, uh, when I was still training back at uh, Westland Mall, some lady from uh, Consumer Research came up to me and asked me, hey, we're doing a survey for 35 to 45-year-old men. <laughs> You're like, hold up. I'm like, I'm 22. <laughs> That's funny. Hey, well, what makes you feel any better? That person's not even alive anymore. Uh, but anyways, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> sure. 
What'd you do, Jesse? I, I made sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. When I also came around, though, he was still working nights. I worked so, midnights there literally from the first month I started at Westline. Jeez. Yeah, you were on you were on afternoons for like a few days, and then you're like, uh, yeah, no. Yeah, like, yeah, we had a position opening up. I'm like, give me that. I hate talking to people in the mall. Well, I know the first for some reason. The first time I saw him was I was coming in on a day shift, and of course he's leaving, so he's already tired after working and staring at the dumbass monitors for however long. <laughs> so of course I thought he was super angry. I just ignored him. I don't even know if I said hi to the guy for like months. <laughs> I was often tired at the end of the night. I think my first, uh, I wouldn't call him impression because I, 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 I think I got along with you pretty good right when we actually started talking. We weren't afraid of me anymore. <laughs> but um, one of my favorite uh, memories from Westland is <laughs> seeing the footage of you walking behind, uh, behind what was that, Sears? Yeah. <laughs> on the ice. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Oh, that's man. funny. This happened to everybody. <laughs> that's funny. Look at that dumbass. <laughs> yeah, my my favorite memory is when the power went out, though. I just saw oh, it man. roll. You want to talk about a real horror game? <laughs> oh yeah, that was, yeah. That was walking around a mall at three in the morning by yourself with a flashlight with no power. I, me and Belcher went through the tunnel. Yeah, so did me and Raphael when I, it was, I was there. Raphael, so dark. Literally, he we had two of those like police flashlights and this dude takes mine and put and turns it on and puts it in his back pocket facing up <laughs> <laughs> like it's gonna stop so like he's gonna be able to see over his shoulder with it or something like that <laughs> hey while you're reminiscing about the mall i had a question for each of you so i'll start with mike um hey on a scale of one to ten how much do you hate Dar- <laughs> <laughs> I didn't interact with Daryl as much as everybody else did because I was on midnights. So I don't have a super negative. I know he's, you know, a massive goofball, but the one I didn't get along with was, um, uh, Oh, Jesus. Oh, Lord. Yeah, yeah sure do miss that guy. <laughs> uh, well, me, I, I just, oh, I love <laughs> Great, great guy. D-Mag. Love that guy. D-Mag. I mean, I didn't, I didn't mind him. He, he did say my job at one point because someone... Because <laughs> I tried to get you to quit. <laughs> tried to get me to walk out. Dude, so like Jeremy comes into work one day and he's all stressed and it's a really bad day. And he's like, I just don't know what I'm supposed to do, man. And I'm like, yeah, you should just totally, you should totally quit. Give up. <laughs> oh, dude. I... So he's like, all right, I'm going to quit. And then he goes into the office and... No, Carter, don't quit. Please don't quit. Please he literally pulled me into his office, and I sat in his office for like half an hour talking to him. Talking. So, Jeremy had one of the worst days ever, and Jesse walked in and was like, ah, oh, it's just Wednesday, you know? Come on. <laughs> it, seriously. Wednesday, you should totally quit. It's hard to imagine now that you're like this super motivational, like, workout guy. Nah, you know, sometimes it's just there's a good time to quit. <laughs> So I totally, that was supposed to be a joke. So since the one didn't work, uh, hey Mike, on a scale of one to 10, how much do you hate? <laughs> uh, hate's a strong word. Um, but a 10. 
<laughs> hey man, it is what it is. I, God, one day at a time. No, I um, <laughs> never really disliked the guy. He just he did some weird stuff that would annoy me every once in a while. Man, yeah, always... yeah. Well, I did get him back one time. There was one day where he was like, "Hey man, can you give me a ride home?" I was like, "Sure, fine." So I'm driving him home. You know when you're in the car for a long period of time, it just it's quiet, and no <laughs> yeah. one's talking. You're just driving, and then he's in the passenger seat. I'm like, I'm gonna scare the shit out of this guy. So all of a sudden, dead silent, I <laughs> I jerk the wheel and scream as loud as I can. What? <laughs> <laughs> just making sure you're awake. Oh man! I dropped him off at his whatever his apartment. At his hole. At his mound. <laughs> You dropped him off at his mouth. <laughs> Go on, get. And he ran off into the woods. <laughs> thing in the leaves or dogs, you know, they'll kind of spill around. <laughs> I really hope he doesn't listen. Hey, Ryan, if you are listening to this, we actually really miss you. So, back to video games. In <laughs> back to reality. In you and I'll. Jake, you don't ever game, right? What's a game? Wow. That's how much I Not game. even like checkers or nothing? <laughs> you don't even... You don't even play... Cracker Barrel to kill some time? <laughs> wow. Thank you. Yeah. Thank Do you, you even checkers, bro? I You're the guy girl. that goes to Cracker Barrel. Hey, I well, love Cracker, cracker Barrel. Yeah, give me amazing. some biscuits. Don't be hating on Cracker Barrel. I've been, never even been to Cracker Barrel. You know what? I'm not even going to say that. There's too many people that like Cracker Barrel. Uh, <laughs> no, the so only, anyways, gaming, only gaming I'm, I do is first-person shooter. Okay, but that's not the name of a game. What do you play? No, okay. Call of Duty. <laughs> I play first-person shooter. <laughs> Call of Duty. Let's see. Let, you want me to get specific? Like Halo 3. That was about it. That's a good one. Guitar that's Hero. Guitar Hero is not a first-person shooter, but that's okay. <laughs> no, but, you know, stuff like that. And then I get into sports games, you know, so. Fair enough. Okay, that's... well, then I could, I guess I could leave this question open for you as well. But in, Mike, in your opinion, what would be the most, I don't know how I want to word it, what would be the most, like, profound scene in a video game that you were like, oh, dear Lord, like profound yeah like profound like oh my god i can't believe that that's in a video game or like oh, no, i'll associate it profound with like this amazing like well that that too it could be something amazing or it could be something offensive or it could be something you're like i can't believe that they threw that in a video game or it could be something incredibly stupid like the last duke nukem game i can't like that just shocked me wasn't a video game and that's excluding the guy game from like 2002. Never played that. <laughs> oh, yeah, me neither. <laughs> really found out that some of those girls weren't 18 and that guy ended up getting sued. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> Mo- moving oh, yeah, on from that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. <clears throat> I guess I've never played that game in my life. Um, I mean, the go-tos are... I wasn't like super like taken back by that one Call of Duty one where it's, you know, the guy wasting people in the the airport or whatever. No Russian, I think it was called. Yep, that's no Russian. But that that was a crazy point in a video game. So, the one that actually got me worse was the one from Call of Duty 4. 
what when that nuke goes off when you're in the chopper and it actually lets you okay so yeah the nuke goes off while you're in the helicopter you crash and then they don't even end it there they let you wake up crawl out of the chopper I remember this completely from start to finish you crawl out of the chopper and there's this mushroom cloud in the background you're seeing all your teammates they're like just human toast laying next to you they're screaming they're half of her dead you're like melting and then like i think either you suffocate from the heat or you just end up dying that was a crazy scene so yeah that one was really <clears throat> that stuck with me one that got me pretty good was i don't know if you guys ever heard of a game i know jesse has but there's a game called spec ops the line oh, that's a great I, game. I heard of it never played it there's a part where you spoilers for that uh, i don't know 10-year-old king, probably even older. But um, there's a part where you are going through an area, you're in Dubai, like post-apocalypse-looking Dubai, and you have to get through an area that has a whole bunch of enemies in it. And you find a mortar with white phosphorus in it, which I don't know if you know white phosphorus. It's, uh, it's not a good time if you're on the receiving end of it. So you are using it to kill these guys. Even your teammates are like, we shouldn't, we shouldn't do this. This is messed up. But you're the commander. You're like, no, we're doing this. We need to get through here. And you end up launching all these white phosphorus mortars on these unsuspecting soldiers. And then the camera pans way back, and there's this area that has a... All you see is infrared, like a black and white. And it goes back to this area that has just an insane amount of people. And you're like, oh, shoot. Hit that button, blow up that area. Well, you end up going back there, and you find out that was where they were keeping civilians. Uh. And you find a like lady holding her child that is just like melted into each other. It, it's pretty messed up. Damn. And that scene stuck with me pretty good. What uh, What about you, Jeremy? What I did mean, you call duty for? I feel like you really just vibed with that when I brought. When well, I mean, Cod Four is like it, always has a special place in my heart. Um, like like games that blew me away, like not even just certain moments, but like The Last of Us, just to, like the whole aspect of it, like the artwork and the whole entire game, fucking best game I've ever seen. I'm but I mean, he hit really hard for a lot of people too. That yeah. was a great opening. Yeah. Yeah, um, I definitely agree with that. But like moments that like shocked me in games, no Russian, obviously, that helicopter crash from the nukes, and then um, it's kind of like not weird, but Modern Warfare Two where Soap gets killed, or not Soap Ghost. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. That was pretty like that's a pretty like left field. Yeah, that was kind of like a where Shepard like just shoots him right in the chest moment because you weren't expecting no. it. No, at all. I forgot about that. What What about you, Jake? What do you got? <laughs> I have nothing that's going to interest anybody here. Fair enough. Man, this one time in Madden. <laughs> Dude, this one time on the Oregon Trail. Dude, I got dysentery and I saw my own tombstone the next time I went. <laughs> Dude, and I had to restart the game. Had to shut it off, couldn't take that shit. Had to put my joystick down and walk away. 
I just love taking shit from everybody. It feels so good. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's normally me for a change, so... Uh, another profound game was the newer Wolfenstein installments. Hmm. When... Uh, it kind of like took me back to the old like PC Wolfensteins back in the day in the 90s. Uh, but I really liked the newer Wolfensteins like... Uh, what was it? Uh, was it New Blood? They all they have such confusing names. I know. I always get the names missed, uh, mixed up. Um, but they, they, they like bring up like some, some obvious like Nazi occult stuff which was in like the old games and... But it was cool to see it in these new games because of the graphics and whatnot and the controls and, you know, how realistic the games are nowadays. You're talking about the brand but, new uh, one that came out last year? It was the first one that came out a few years ago. Uh, there was the New Colossus. This is coming from 17. New Colossus, Youngblood, and Cyberpilot. Young. Okay, it was New Colossus. That that game was badass. I really it might have been it might have been the Old Blood or the New Order because those are the two ones before that one. Okay. I remember Young Blood was one we play as the kids, which a lot of people hated. I never played it, so I don't know. Yeah, that one didn't. Apparently, that one didn't do that well. But, but yeah, that I really enjoyed those games because it brought me back to like it was pretty nostalgic. But it was just cool. I like that that aspect of. World War II, like the Nazis and the occult. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of weird stuff that went on during World War II with the Nazis and the occult. Yeah, I remember learning about that. But like the first, like, the, uh, what was that? Operation Paperclip was one of the. I think Jake, didn't you and I talk about that before? Yeah, we've talked about that a couple times. Okay. Yeah, like super weird, creepy stuff. Um. What about uh, have you guys ever heard of um? Oh God, what was it called? Something called Unit Seven Three One. No. Is, it, is this a video game? Is I hope not. <laughs> it was uh. Well, I mean, you guys were talking about World War Two and Operation Paperclip and stuff like that. Oh. Pretty much... hmm? Yeah, I've heard of it. Seven three one. Yeah. Anyway, it's just so obviously Operation Paperclip was a German thing, which you know we got all their scientists and stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, Unit seven three one was essentially like a uh, a torture camp, pretty much in Japan. And it was their biological. Like, it was a biological warfare stuff too. Mm -hmm. They pretty much kidnapped. Mostly Chinese people, but they would, you know, get Russians and even some, like, Americans. Wait, stuff. the Japanese kidnapped Chinese yep. people? Yeah. Ugh. Well, they mainly just use them for human experimentation. And just, you read about it on Wikipedia, it's some really fucked up stuff. Just, like, forcing people to, you know, mate with each other. And one has, you know, will have, like, a, like some STD. And what I was reading, like, they would, like, open people up. And see their organs to see how the STD would affect them from the end. It, it's really messed up. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh. I, I, that's crazy that I have not heard about this. Because I know a lot about Operation Paperclip from like the Russian side and the German side about how we were involved in that, trying to get their 
top scientists to the states. But you're saying that the Japanese were doing something similar to that. They were taking they were taking people, but they were doing experiments. Yes, for like uh, like Jeremy said, like biological warfare, and even I mean, some people came out. So there was even somewhere it's like just don't there's any point to it. Well, yeah, there wasn't really any point to like most of the experiments that the Nazis did on people either. Like they would like take conjoined twins and then just like experiment, like just inflict pain on the one and then they'd be like hmm the other one uh let's let's find out what happens to the other conjoined like it was totally pointless shit mm-hmm. nazis were crazy that's what yeah. happens when you're just Japanese backs were much better, i guess well i don't want to generalize it was just clearly in the military they had some really messed up things well, like most countries i imagine had or may still have but i know that a lot of them the part that irritates me is a lot of them got off scot-free because instead of you know going to trial with them i guess what was his name general macarthur mm-hmm. he ended up cutting a deal saying hey if you give us all the research you guys found during that uh y'all are free to go oh so that is actually just like operation paperclip when the u.s military was like hey you guys got like these you know 2,000 Nazi scientists we're just going to employ them over here in the United States and they'll be good to go <laughs> nothing fishy at all <laughs> yeah nothing, nothing weird about that and of course all the Nazi scientists were like okay sounds we're good cargo take... fast now <laughs> yeah now behold you have rocket ships now I had no idea Mike was a history buff oh I'm not I just find something online interesting and I'll read into it. Maybe to help had, me fall asleep. I had no idea Mike was somewhat of a history buff. <laughs> He's going to keep saying it. <laughs> no, Jake, I didn't want to say it myself, but I appreciate that. I, I am, in fact, very well versed in most things history. I uh, didn't know Jake was quite the asshole. <laughs> <laughs> How, I give the guy a compliment and now I'm an asshole? Yeah, was it a compliment? Look, if I was an asshole, okay, I would make that video game. If you were an asshole, I'd be pouring coffee all over you. Good hey, time. Kilburn. What's up? I got a question for you. Shit. Oh, here we go. Do you believe in Bigfoot? <laughs> did, did you just ask the question? Because I think you were muffled. Do you believe in Bigfoot? <laughs> I figured this would come up. Uh, no, um, I, I don't, although, I mean, I'm not like, there's no fucking way, not like that, it's just, I am, I don't know, I don't go in the woods often, so I don't think about it too much, so, well, not really, I kind of hope he doesn't exist, to be honest. You hope he doesn't exist? Yeah. That's, that's kind of mean. Because if he exists, (laughs) that means other scary stuff may exist. Other scary stuff. <laughs> <laughs> if he's real, what else is lurking out there that people will see? One one thing that I actually did want a little bit more info on, because I don't know if you guys... Six uh, <laughs> <laughs> It's so and late. And we're done. Uh, <laughs> like a ballpark funny <laughs> So... With or without the bunny? 
Is it a Wonker winner? <laughs> Jer- Jeremy's about to explode. Look at him. He's like it's fucking terrible. deep red. That's oh great. my god. So, uh, you were te- Mike, you were telling me earlier about this thing, uh, this algorithm, or what, what was it? A search? What? Okay, so explain the Library of Babylon. Babel. Babel. The Library of Babel. Jeremy, shut the fuck up with your face <laughs> over there. You are literally crying. <laughs> it's time to get serious. It's time, dude. We're talking about some shit, dude. Algorithms. Um, no, this is some cool thing I found. I, I think I saw it on Vsauce. Vsauce. Never heard of Vsauce? No. YouTube channel does cool science stuff. Huh. Um, so what did the Vsauce have to say? Well, the Vsauce uh, told me about this thing called the Library of Babel. It's just something interesting where it's like he, some guy pretty much created a computer algor- algorithm. Dummy. <laughs> a computer algorithm that pretty much puts together any possible combination of letters in like existence up to a, a character limit, obviously. But um, you literally could type in any stupid thing you could think of in your mind, and it is already listed in a online library somewhere. Like literally, you could type in "butt ass fat." <laughs> Hold on, I think I'm, so. I I'm trying it right now. So it's library of info. Search. There's a search, and it says enter up to 3,200 characters. So we're going to do, and feel free to omit the name, 8 Taco Bell from my ass. <laughs> and now I'm going to hit search. <clears throat> What's that, four or five results? The exact match is four. There's four matches there is literally a title. It's called R- Eight Taco Bell. Well, that was a Facebook post. <laughs> yeah, press shit. It probably was. That's so weird. Yeah, click on one. Uh, so I'll click on that one. See, a lot of this gibberish is just generates yeah. random letters. Yeah, it's like it's page one out of 410. This is the document. That's how long the document is. Wait, what is this again? It's an algorithm that just generates every possible combination of letters in the existence. Mm. To the point where literally anything you could possibly spell, no matter how stupid or obscure it is, will show up. And it's like already not, existed there long before you thought of it. I'm not trying to be a dick, but you might have to say that again because Jeremy's like Method Man right now. <laughs> Method okay. Man. He's doing big work on his phone, I can see it. Big work. Big phone work. That's so weird. I never heard of this before. It's really weird. It's not like he's just making it as you type it in. You could literally go on somebody else's computer, type in that same exact like page code, and it'll be there. The Library of Babel is a place for scholars to do research, for artists and writers to seek inspiration... Or for anyone with curiosity or a sense of humor to reflect on the weirdness of existence. 
If completed, it contains every possible combination of 1,312,000 characters. Jesus. Thus, it would contain every book that has ever been written and every book that could ever be written. Oh, my God. Including every play, song, scientific literature, legal decision, constitution, scripture, and so on. It contains all possible pages of 3,200 characters and about... I don't even know what this number is. I don't know what this mathematical number is. I see. Is that like... That's not a... Which one you're looking at? Sorry. The 10. Is that like to the 10th power? No, that is 10 to the 4,677. Four I'm, I'm really dumb and I don't know what that means. It's an exponent. Oh, I don't know what that means either. Hashtag homeschooled. So, so we're finding out in this episode that Mike is actually smarter than all of us. Mm hmm. No, I and other we smart are, people tell me to look at we, stuff. We, we are all fired from our podcast. That's insane. Just random cool stuff I like it's to cool. look at to help me fall asleep. Like, I think a few nights ago, I was just looking at how Saturn's rings work. <laughs> hey, I can get down with that. And I fell asleep before I learned anything, so. Huh. Never knew that. That's weird. Yeah, guys, I know stuff about things. <laughs> this guy told me he's not a buff. He <laughs> fell asleep <laughs> researching Saturn. Dude, I was literally thinking that, like, when he was telling me about this earlier. He mentioned it, uh, like, in passing, and I, I had never heard of it before in my life. Any idiot can say and then, something cool and tell I, I know, but the, it's not the fact of like what you're telling us that you were looking at. It's the, the, the scenario. You're like, yeah, I was looking at it trying to fall asleep. Well, because it's boring. <laughs> <laughs> it is the way you say it. I feel like I'm hanging out with Albert Einstein. Yeah, but like, what do you do to fall asleep? Oh, I study uh, Saturn's rings. What do you do, simp? I don't study. Play a fucking video game? Hey, man. Carter? <laughs> God, you're so high right now. <laughs> Jeremy reads physics books to fall asleep. Hey. No, I don't do that either. I'm not even going to talk shit. Seen them seen from I the hangover? Physics, I read physics books in the daytime when I'm awake. <laughs> Jeremy lays in bed like Zach Galifianakis, all the numbers pop in front of his bed. <laughs> <laughs> I'll roll this back <sighs> over to video games. What have you been playing lately, Jeremy? I mean, I like I said I earlier, I pretty much only play first person shooters. Uh mainly competitive ones, so online and five versus five. Uh the big one I've been playing lately is Valorant. It's a newer FPS that's free. Ah uh, yes, Counter Strike Overwatch. Yes. Weeaboo offensive. <laughs> and if you haven't seen that video, go watch it. Counter watch weeaboo offensive. It's fucking hilarious. Can we can we say weeaboo? Is that okay? What's wrong with weeaboo? I don't. I'm asking. Is there anything wrong with weeaboo? No. No. Well, besides being one. But... Can we make weeaboo bad? 
I mean, it's bad to be called one. Can you can you actually offend a weeb? <laughs> yes, very easily. Fair enough. But yeah, I mean, I've been playing that. Um, still occasionally play Counter Strike, Borderlands Three. Um, there's a few others, like a couple of indie games that I play with, like on like week or weekend nights with my buddies, like Among Us and stuff like that. So, I mean, uh, yeah. I know we had a group together to play Among Us with anybody. It's actually so fun to play. So where it's like the little character, the little like yes, they look like Teletubbies from yes. the future. Yes. What is that game about? Um, it's pretty much all, all I see is the memes. I've never seen the actual gameplay. You're on a spaceship with, it like I think it's minimum is five to ten other people, or nine other people, and one person or two people are the imposters, and they go around killing people before they can finish all their tasks. And if they're caught killing them, they can get voted off. And just cast out into the, space. The big thing is, you can't talk yeah. during the actual round. There's zero talking. Unless someone either A, finds a body, or calls an emergency meeting. And the imposter's goal is to kill people. Yep, kill know, people. Or... And the other people, are the crewmates, are there to, if they complete their tasks, imposters lose. That's or so if they vote out the imposter. Because every time... Um, you find a body or you hit an emergency meeting, like Jeremy was saying. Yeah. Everybody can turn their mics back on and you discuss who do you think killed is the imposter. And I had no idea that it's a fun thing where you could get good at lying and, you know, screw around with your friends and stuff. It's, it's a really cool idea. You get a lot of trust issues after playing it. Yeah. (laughs) Especially if you like playing with with your uh, significant other. Oh, damn. If you play like I played with my, good buddies that i play my other games with and it's like sometimes i'm like i don't know if i trust that call if i'm playing a different game like playing like a shooter with them i don't know if i trust you now <laughs> you lied to me you were the imposter bitch that's a really cool, i guess it's been out for a long time just that streamer yes it. yeah it, it was released i believe in 2018 i mean mm-hmm. the whole story behind this whole game is something special because it came from a two-person developer um a two-person studio that developed it. And then I think they're now up to like four or five developers. But this game's been out for almost two years. Mm-hmm. And it finally caught on and just exploded. Now it has millions of players. or It's regularly updated now. So it's pretty cool. Did you have to get on the uh, Fall Guys train when that was out? Unfortunately. I I never got around to it. I never won, so oh. <laughs> I've been close a few times, but never won. It was like fun. It was never on the Xbox, so so I never got a chance. To yeah, play it. I mean, I still see some people playing it. Like, I bought it. It's a like it's another one of those small studio games that it's a party game. It's fun to get your friends together and play. So that uh, no, me and Jesse nearly. Have been playing. Uh, well, we don't play a lot. Maybe like once every week or every other week is a uh, Warzone. Yeah, but, um, I was never a big Warzone fan. I mean, honestly, I don't really like Call of Duty, but Warzone is actually pretty fun. Yeah, I mean, I tried it. It's it's decent. It's a, actually probably one of the best um, battle royales out right now. They are. Yeah. 
But yeah, with Warzone, Warzone I like because it's the first Call of Duty in years that actually got me back to it. Because I was always a Call of Duty player from like Call of Duty Finest Hour on like GameCube, like that, way back in the day. Call of Duty is actually what got me like my start into online gaming. The original yeah. Call of Duty from 2004. Oh, the PC one? Yeah. That's what started getting me gaming. That's what got me to where I am today. Like, just loving games and kind of playing competitively. Yeah, I think it was when... uh, So, like, there was World at War. And then there was uh, Modern Modern Warfare 2 came out. 3. After Black Ops 2, it was Modern Warfare 3. Well, Black Ops is when I stopped. And I went to Battlefield. No, I'm just saying that. Like, never mind. Yeah, so I started playing Battlefield Three, which was amazing. Oh, I yeah. probably had like I remember because you could look at your online time, like overall gameplay time, and it was somewhere like in the hundreds of hours, which was crazy for me. Not crazy for normal people. I mean, not crazy for like you, Jeremy. You want to know how many or hours I have like, in Counter Strike? Like for me, the actual like casual gamer. Actual casual gamer, like that was crazy for me to play a game like that so much. And then Battlefield 4 came out, and that was fun. And then I just every Call of Duty from like Black Ops up until like I remember I did Call of Duty uh, World War II, thinking that like, hey, this is going to be like World at War, and I didn't like that game whatsoever. <laughs> I agree with you. Though. That uh, game I mean, was the awful. Zombies was fun for like two hours and then i was like yeah i'm over it and then uh went back to battlefield or kept with battlefield i should say and then the monumental uh trash fire of battlefield 5 came out which i hate that i'm talking shit about it because i love battlefield but i just did not like that game whatsoever and i remember you were already playing warzone right one when we were like transition because I remember we were playing five and we hated it. So then I played like a lot of five. I still like the gunplay in five, even though the game itself isn't great. But so I played that for a while. Then I uh, I eventually switched over to um, Warzone because I think you did Warzone, or did we switch at the same time? No, I remember I had to tell you about it because it's like, dude, it's free. <laughs> You're like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah, and that's why that's why I picked it up was because it was free. So uh, I remember I picked that up, and I actually really enjoyed it. Another reason uh, I hate that game? Especially the Battle Royale part of it. I really like that because that's the first Battle Royale I ever played. Yeah, the only th- well, another reason, because since I'm a PC user, I play on PC and not consoles, the m- amount of storage that game takes up, it's at 250 it's gigs. Jeez. I mean, you have... Uh a launch Xbox one and you have call of duty and like two other games. <laughs> yeah, I can. So like when I'm playing Warzone, cause I haven't uninstalled it since I got it. Uh, I've consistently only been able to have either like five small indie games or I can have like two mainstream games. Like I'll have like Warzone, doom eternal 
and then like Red Dead, and that's all I can carry on my on my hard drive. Or I'll be like, okay, well, there's these new games coming out, and they're kind of small, so I guess I'll delete Red Dead, so I can have like you have a rotate game. Yeah, I have to rotate games all the time. I do it so like EA finally joined up with Game Pass, and I downloaded six new games, but I had to get rid of big games. I, I deleted. The Master Chief Collection again for the third time. To be fair, that also takes up about a hundred and something gigs. Yeah, but that's also five, yeah. four or five games. Yeah, it's it's a massive download file, but but yeah, I have to make room all the time. That's all. I'm constantly uninstalling and reinstalling games because right now I'm replaying through the uh, Bad Company Two campaign, which is an epic campaign. It's frustrating at times when you have a shit weapon, but it's a good game. That was only like four gigs. It was pretty small. It is old. Yeah, it's an older game. But... Now, with Cardi, uh, you mentioned that you started playing with Call of Duty, yep. uh, the original one. I think my first, uh, like, dipping my toe into online, because I always wanted it, but my family didn't have internet until I was like 17 years old. So I always had to go over to my friend's house and I would play a game called SoCom 2. Okay. Okay. I don't know if you remember the old SoCom games. Yeah, I've I've played a few of them. Old school, like third person. Yeah, that was early, so that was janky as hell, but it was still mm-hmm. a fun time. But uh, the one I, I mainly took off on was Halo Two. Was my big online game. Wasn't SoCom like one of the first PS2 games to use the uh, yes. the headset? Probably. It was one of the first PlayStation like, games to actually use the PlayStation network. That's oh yeah, I'm a dummy. That, that's why I'm thinking a headset. It was because uh, I remember it used to be advertised all the time that you could play on this PlayStation network with your friends. But I at that time I didn't have a PlayStation. I had uh, the Xbox. Always yeah, been like I had Xbox. I had. I mean, I had internet pretty much growing up, and but it was just with connecting like back then it was all dial up and slow dsl that would just take forever and a lot of people didn't think it was worth the hassle of hooking up to their playstation i remember i had to get a a 40 dollar adapter and slap into the back of my fat yep. PS2. And to find out, I was so stupid as a kid. I was like, "Oh, you actually need to have internet to go online." <laughs> <laughs> I thought I could just plug in the thing and hook it into my phone. No, you just had to wait ten years for that to get a wireless signal. But I mean, yeah, I got my—I that's pretty much where I got my start of like my love for like because I eventually joined up with people, made a clan, and we would scrimmage people all the time and. It's always five on five, and that's what pretty much put me on to like competitive shooters like CS:GO, where I competitive uh, played competitively, coached competitively. So I mean, just starting from there is what got me into like watching competitive or professional esports and stuff like that. So yeah, I never took Halo to the point where I'd like get on a team and try and do like game battles or nothing. But Gears of War, the first one I did, I got really into. I'll get a few people together and try and we always got our asses kicked, but Yeah. The only game I actually succeeded at in game battles was uh Guitar Hero actually. Oh wow. You know, I was borderline obsessed with it. Well it com- it combines my two favorite things, which is video games and music. Right. 
So I got super, super into it. And, uh, yeah, I would do game battles for that all the time. Or I uh, actually won a tournament in Canton <laughs> doing it. Got a oh, $75 nice. GameStop gift card. But, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, like, I when I play competitively, I played probably about, I think, six or seven what they call seasons. It's only, like, a few-month thing, but... You play 16 matches, and if you qualify for playoffs, then you play the playoffs, and if it's pretty much you win, you keep going. Back when I played, it was single elimination. Now it's double elimination, which is even cooler because say you get a shitty first-round matchup, come back, bounce back, come up to loser's bracket. There you go. Huh. But, yeah, I mean, I'll, shooters all I have a special place in my heart just because that's where I started pretty much, besides Diablo. But, I mean, there's really no competitiveness to Diablo or Diablos except for yourself trying to beat yourself Diablo I know I caught myself when I said it counter like the only counter strike I ever even got somewhat into and I think Jesse has the same thing was the one that came out on the original Xbox and I like I said I didn't have internet so I would just fight bots I was like cool you run around with a gun you know shoot terrorists and uh, I remember I tried it online one time at my friend's house, and I got stomped so hard, I was like, I'm never going to this game again. Because Counter-Strike people are insane. But I tried out Global Offensive, and I didn't care for it too much. Counter-Strike is that weird game that, I know it's super popular and people love it, but it has not evolved as a game I mean, in like 20 years. That's the thing with Counter-Strike, though. I mean, a lot of, like, the pro scene, that's where it really matters. Because it's everybody, every team has different strategies and different. You might play the same team twice on the same map like two days in a row. Their strategies are going to be completely different for what they showed you in the first place. Right. So that's why the game hasn't changed. I mean, some of the maps have changed. Like they've taken maps out of rotation, fixed them up, like pretty much rejuvenated them so they look different. But it's pretty much the same map just with different textures. Another funny thing about kind of like the pro scene Counter-Strike, every time I watch a little bit, I don't really watch too much of like professional gaming and stuff, but every time I do see somebody playing a professional Counter-Strike thing, it is the same exact map every single time. It's always that desert map Dust with the two. half open doors and the little thing you can jump off of. Dust too, like bud. Yeah, it's like the only map I ever see people play, and I'm like, this is driving me nuts. It's one of the most popular maps. It's literally from the original Counter-Strike. Mm-hmm. I believe it might be either 1.6 that were really get originated, because that was like the hugest pro scene. Um, and um, it's just the map was so iconic. That's why they don't want to change it. Like wow. they, they recently redid it, retextured it, Changed a few things around, but it's pretty much mainly the same map. Mm-hmm. My favorite map was what I did play. It was a map called Miami. <laughs> I don't know if it's... They still have that one? I don't believe so. I've never seen it. and I've been, I mean, I've been like playing... Isn't that, isn't that the one where you would start outside? Yeah, I think like if you were the... start outside, terrorists start inside. Yeah, yeah oh, office? Like in the vault inside. Well, they have a map called Office. It's pretty. It's like an office building, so it's kind of similar. It's like a terrorist, or, or I mean, a posse situation. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I, I, don't, I don't think this one would have been too good for like competitive because it's very asymmetrical. Well, the and, thing is with with professional, they don't do any hostage maps. Like you know how 
in CS, there's Search and Destroy, which is like your normal competitive gaming, and Hostage, which is pretty much the casual side. There will never be a pro match with uh, Hostages unless it's a show match. Right. Yeah, fuck the Hostages. <laughs> but no, I mean, I've been to one, two, three, four different uh, gaming events. Uh, first one was MLG Columbus in 2016. And then I went to Atlanta in 2018 for an event. Uh, Chicago 2018. And then, um, no, 2019 for Chicago. No, I don't remember. Um, you even exist? No. Um, and are, you, then, are you even real right now? And then I've been to the League of Legends finals, which was in Detroit. So I went there. I went to Kroger yesterday. I hate you so much. Yeah, I went to Kroger, got some ground beef, and I had it today in tacos. It was really good. Dude, what about the water? The water yeah, that was that was uh, MLB. That's Major League Beef. Yeah, good times. Sorry, I, I am. I do apologize. I did ramble for about five minutes there about Counter Strike. This but is actually like the first episode you spoke, bro. Video games. Good job. Yeah, great job. Hey, Jake's back. <laughs> I hey. think Jake fell asleep. Welcome hey Mike. Back to Table Talk, and tonight we're here with Jake. <laughs> hey Mike. Podcast, Jake. Yeah, welcome to the podcast, Jake. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> Jesse, did you pass on the good news? Uh, we're done. What's the good news? No, you were talking about how you were in Kroger. Did you scope out a good place for the altar? Because Jeremy's supposed <laughs> to get married by the devil. Yeah, because Jeremy's getting married at a Kroger. Yeah, He's... it was actually uh, it was right next to the. Uh, I think it was paper plates. You could like stack them up. They make a nice little altar. Dude, we can make a zebo out of bread. You can make a bread zebo. <laughs> Jeremy, I don't know why you're so mad about this. Jesse's you, you mom. Could make, you could make like pillars out of Pringle cans. Listen, motherfuckers. We put our deposit down on the venue today. July 31st, 2021, motherfuckers. You better be I there. I wrote a check to Kroger Co. <laughs> accepted it. I mean, you guys better be there because you're both standing up. He got so heated. He's like dropping his mixtape. Yeah, you were getting pretty animated over there for a second. July 31st, 2021. I will be a married man. I will be a happy. You know, Ryan's going to be in the room. No. He's finally going to be happy. No, I'm not. Hey. You, know my, you know my mom works at Kroger. I could have got you a discount. Anyways. <laughs> you had to go to the other one, though. A little farther from your house, Jeremy. You can get the ring in one of those toy things in the front of the store, too. Yeah, right next to the cigarette cage. <laughs> the cigarette cage? <laughs> the way you said cigarette cage. Stinky cigarette cage. But no, I mean... Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, we're gonna we're gonna wrap this up here, Mike. But I do I do have a question, which is kind of stupid, seeing as how big Whoop Magazine is. You and I both. <laughs> yeah. Do you uh, believe in Bigfoot? What, <laughs> big Bigfoot Magazine. No. Uh, what, <laughs> do you believe in Big Whoop? Um, what do you think the direction of Big Whoop 
what do, what do you where do where do you want it to go? Besides nowhere, unless it's nowhere, then we could just cut the conversation right now. <laughs> In terms of content, just keep doing the same thing we're doing. Where are fuck same thing we're doing? Uh, no, I have like no insane plans to change anything. He has no dreams. Growth would be cool, with like more people on there. But I mean, I, I can't force people to do that. I'm mean, sure you can. That's you kinda... can force people to do all kinds of things, just like my uncle. We had big, <laughs> uh, we had big book magazines would appreciate if you drop by and take a take a look. And uh, hit that uh, hit that sub button, or I'll come to your house and I'll find you. Oh, geez. Yeah, you can find us on YouTube and YouTube only, uh, as of right now. Uh, but we've been around for a long time. But we sure would like if people would like and subscribe. I hate saying that so much, <laughs> dude. Dude, that's what I, I hate. Like being starting to stream more. It's the same with me. I'd be like, oh hey, hit that love follow button. I don't, I don't want to beg for likes and. Like subscribers and shit. Like, I'd rather well, just get them organically, you know. The messed up thing is that that's been proven to work. It it does. I mean, which I hate. I I I, I don't want to be a sellout. That's not who I am as a person. <laughs> now my plan, I, I eventually want to start streaming under the Big Whoop name on Twitch, regardless of the whole DMCA thing that's going on. Bro, right this now. thing sucks. But um. DMCA, Devil May Cry a lot. <laughs> what is DMCA? Digital Music Copyright DMCA is. Digital Music Copyright Digital. Act. Yeah, he said it first. Detroit Medical what? <laughs> Digital Music Copyright Act. Well, that sounds very exciting. Yeah, it sucks because you can't play any copyrighted music. So pretty much all you can listen to is like techno. Like Monster so Cat and shit. Dumb. You can't even play our podcast. I'm, I we could. You get a strike from yourself on your Twitch. <laughs> we probably could. You get you get sued by yourself. <laughs> oh, come on, man. Come on, me. Oh, come but on. But no, I mean, it's I mean, it just sucks because I mean they're coming down heavy on like some big streamers too. Like people have been on there for years. Have to delete vods of from like five years ago that they saved just because the growth between then and now and they've had to delete them because they've had copyrighted music it might just be someone saying a lyric it might not even be the song itself strike struck from literally somebody driving by in his car in the background having a song playing that's crazy it's terrible man like when I play with my friends, they listen to music in our Discord. We have a bot that plays music if we want. I have to mute it every time because it plays copyrighted. If it plays like a Data Remember song or an I Prevail song, just a name like someone that's copyrighted, I could get in trouble. Thanks, Jeremy. Now we're getting sued. Why? It's just giving them more exposure. Data Remember and I Prevail. <laughs> Can't even say the band. Can't even say it. We got to have code names ADTR and IP. No, 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 no. That's copyright. I was listening to music. But it, like, it, artist number six twenty one. It just sucks. I mean, being someone that has been doing streaming technically as a form of income for two weeks. But no. I mean, regardless, <laughs> it's just 
you can't listen to music that you want to listen to. You literally have to listen to pretty much what they tell you. What do you need music for when you can just listen to the demons in your head? That's what I'm trying to get rid of. <laughs> for the record, I'm not the asshole. What? <laughs> you talking to one of the demons in his head? <laughs> was that was that the demon in my head? No, it was an earlier reference when you called me an asshole because I <laughs> gave Mike a compliment. Now you're over here busting Jeremy's no balls <laughs> about been, how he's. You've been sitting on that the whole podcast. He called me an asshole. I'm not an <laughs> asshole. I'm a nice guy. Oh, I'm almost as nice as that. Almost as nice. Well, I don't see you offering to sleep with Jeremy and his wife when he gets married. <laughs> like a real friend. Yeah, like a real man would. I'm there Not for that my nice. bros when they're... Oh, man. I want to be there for you, man. <laughs> I want to be right there. He just wants to be in you. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Mike, it's been fun having you on. Yeah, it was fun to be here. It's good talking to y'all. I haven't seen y'all in a while. Thank you for educating us on Japanese war crimes and also Talk making us feel like complete morons because we don't study Saturn. I don't rings. study. I just see it. Most most people drink alcohol to go to sleep. I know nerds. This, okay? this dude's learning about Saturn's rings and he goes, huh. That's enough for one day. And he falls asleep. Asleep. Yeah, okay. That's that's what a real genius would say. I will kick your ass. <laughs> <on this podcast. laughs> uh, so you can find you can find Mike at Big Whoop Magazine on YouTube, uh, and uh, expect more content for years to come. We're not slowing down anytime soon, in case you know, unless we die. But anyways, uh, I only hope. Yeah, we can only we can only hope, man. I literally went outside and called a meteor a pussy a few days ago. <laughs> and it didn't even hit me. <laughs> Little bitch asteroid not gonna land on me. <laughs> it was a pussy. <laughs> so anyways, yeah, thanks for having us. I think that concludes our uh, time here at Table Talk. Thanks for joining us. I had a blast, guys. Thank you, Mike. All right. Take it easy. Thanks, Jeremy, for nothing. What the fuck?